The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm with uh, John Roberts and Sue Timberlake tonight. Hey there. And, uh, well, it's made it through another year. A, uh, we only have a few more days to go. <laughs> difficult one, I think, for the, for the country and for the human species, <laughs> and uh, also full of terrible news. But, uh, yeah. Pong- Pongids are doing okay. The what? Pongids. Pongids? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what those are. Those are the family of primates that we belong to, I believe. I thought we were hominids. <laughs> well, if you go back a little further, I think you might find us close to the third chimpanzee or the sure. bonobos. Sure. Well, or... I know that like there's different sort of <laughs> levels of classification, especially in the and, you know, that's, system. And, you know, that's from my memory, and my memory's old and tired. So, But that's from <laughs> anthropology 40 years ago. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. I haven't taken... Let's anth- hear it for the Pongids. How's that? <laughs> let's see. I think I took an anthropology class 30 years ago, so... Oh, so it must yeah. be 50 for me, uh, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Pongidae, um, or the Pongids, is an obsolete primate ta- taxon containing <laughs> the gorillas, chimpanzees, and orangutans. Ah. They are sometimes called great apes. So... So well, guess. Would, did you say obsolete? Obsolete, yes. Oh, uh, story or, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're a Terry Pratchett fan, librarians. <laughs> anyway, um, those of you who uh, want to get in touch with us, and we actually did hear from some listeners this week, so thank you very much for writing in. Uh, but we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us in a few different ways. Uh, email, it's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, uh, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. We do also have a website of all of our own called civilpoliticsradio.com. Tried to keep it simple uh, so I could look it up. Uh, and uh, <laughs> That's right. You are blonde. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is this every week now? Is this every week? <laughs> is what every blonde week? Blonde jokes, oh. yeah. <laughs> I, just, just keep reading. Sorry. <laughs> just trying to see if our listeners are listening. <laughs> I'm trying to read to myself, but I have to move my lips, so it might as well. Um, Good, blonde. Um, yes, so as we uh, talk about things and post, uh, uh, find links to post things, as that's what Jamra's doing over there, uh, and pressing the buttons. So he uses the hashtag civil references, or occasionally civil corrections, to uh, allow us to follow along and for you folks playing at home. Um, yeah, and I, th- I guess that's it. Uh, we want to always thank our listeners, right? For we do want to thank our because listeners because we get the most interesting and educated comments. It's it's quite good. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's it's good to know. I, I I always make a joke in part because I'm like, God, I have no idea, you know, who's listening, and I always feel we should do more to promote the show. But uh, I do actually want to mention because I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a really great podcast, a legal affairs one called Opening Arguments that I listen to on the regular, and on a competing radio show. It's their NPR. own independent podcast. Oh, independent. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, I started sponsoring them. And so now every Friday they read off uh, uh, an advertisement for our show. 
<laughs> so oh, if we have any cool. listeners coming over from opening arguments, hello. I, <laughs> I, I hope you aren't regretting the decision. <laughs> <laughs> Using obsolete terms like Pongid and showing Yes. <laughs> so sorry. Right. So Pongid um, was repa- replaced by Hominid. So you're ah. both right, kind of. No, I, in other words, like uh, when How I dare they make something obsolete that I knew. Right. So in other words, when I took a an anthropology class in 1989, <laughs> this is like arguing about new math. Sorry. And uh, Pluto being a planet. Yes. Right. <laughs> shall we move on? Is that what you're saying? I, I think we should. <laughs> Probably. Um, especially because if we keep on about new math, I'm going to start singing a Tom Lehrer song. And no one So what that. happened this week? <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That's all I can say. Um, what well, happened this what happened year? this week? Uh, uh, happy Saturnalia. Happy Solstice. Um, Merry Xmas, if that's your speed. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, the The... The thing that the the news that that the only bit of news that sort of is clinging in my mind is the horrifying news that another small child died in federal custody, you know, a, a small migrant child fleeing from danger. For both from Guatemala, both children were from Guatemala. Yeah, um, was was sick and died due to I you know the indifference of the U.S. government, my uh, our tax dollars at work. And I, 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 yeah, I don't know what to say about that. You know, I don't, you know, it's, it's too late to help that child. What the heck? I, I just, you know, uh, yeah, please. Uh, (laughs) the child's name was Felipe Gomez Alonso. Thank you. Uh, and it has been, uh, determined that he, uh, he tested positive for influenza B, um, but the final cause of death remains under investigation. That article will be posted on under civil references on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you. My, I, I, my the, condolences to his family and loved ones. I mean, that's and just... And the little girl, do we know? They didn't say why she died. Dehydrated? She uh, she was running a really high fever and, and dehydrated and they didn't uh, take care of her fast enough. So, um, so, and you mentioned the Homeland Security Secretary. Kirsten Nielsen is down there on the border. Yeah, um, John was telling me before we went on the air, I didn't know that, but I saw, a re- it must have been a replay of a hearing. She's being really grilled by Congress and it must have been a week or two ago, I assume, so, about this, you know, this very issue and how many do you know trying to get numbers from her how many how many people have died in US custody at the border and she didn't have numbers and um, it was you know sort of one of those those hearings very hard to watch yeah i i don't know how much of that is they don't know how to do their jobs and how much of that is they don't care one way or the other so meh or they produce the numbers after the hearing so it doesn't make headlines cuz they produce it to the written record yeah a lot of people do that yeah a lot of politicians um, bureaucrats. Yeah. <sighs> well, so so um, Trump is threatening to shut say, down the border, right? That's the <laughs> so so great so great example of uh, how of uh, how government can be the problem and doesn't always work. <laughs> You'd make it my argument for me, right? Small I'm, children die when the government gets involved. I'm I'm <laughs> well, at least when when uh, when the Trump administration's running things, yeah. <laughs> government doesn't work, say the Republicans, and we'll prove it by breaking it. <laughs> 
So. Well, you're a medical historian. Do you remember when um, physicians started promoting the idea that women shouldn't have babies at home, and yet it was actually them who gave all the childbirth fever? Corporal fever, yeah, 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 because they weren't washing their hands. They Mm -hmm. weren't washing their hands. And yet all the statistics that were flashed around showed that evil midwives were to blame. Right. Yeah, and I just, that stuff makes me crazy, as you can imagine. And it's, you know, it's sort of the, it's, it's... You know, bureaucracies protect themselves. They do. Yeah, they do. And professions and... And professions I, and... It's... I'm, I'm, as again, I've, I've mentioned before, I'm just... It, regardless of what positions you want to take and who your interest you represent, like, you know, when you lie about things, just nothing good is going to come out of it. Um, and I remember that great line from the John Borman film Excalibur where... King Arthur asks Merlin like what what the most important knightly virtue is and Merlin is like basically asleep and jerks awake and is like ah, uh, and tries to stall and finally is <laughs> like well the most important virtue is truth because when a man lies he murders some part of the world and uh you know I I think that's just a lot of what we're getting yeah you know I think a lot of the a lot of the world has been murdered by um our current administration and by too much of the shenanigans that are happening in our society. Yeah. I saw something. I'm not sure what this whole story was. You, maybe you saw it about, um, uh, the channel crossing the channel and there's a lot of immigrants. Oh, the British channel, even the English channel. Yeah. And the, um, there's, there's a boat that's out to sea that's not being allowed to land because, um, it's a private boat. It's not one of the governments that's rescuing. So they've been out like for two weeks now with people just sailing around trying to get. It's 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 mind it's mind boggling. So maybe we maybe we aren't pongids anymore. No, <laughs> I think the pongids decided that they didn't want anything to do with us, and yeah, so they, they took their us out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, no, you guys are hominids. We're out. <laughs> You know, fuzzy uh, memories aside, I think pongids had to do with having flat nail beds. I, I have no idea. Yeah. We can look that up. Yeah. But um, so you mentioned- <laughs> You know, the nail bed's different than- Oh, and the fingernails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Flat nail yeah. beds. That put oh us on- Oh, my God. Yeah. See, the, the memory, it comes back once in a while. It's kind of scary, but yeah. anyway, I'll leave it at that. So if you have flat nail beds, you should behaving be behaving much better than you are, right? Is that sort of the- uh, If you have you flat human, nail beds, then- Maybe you should get a mattress instead. Yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, ook. So, so immigration, we were talking well, about. Well, you mentioned shutdowns. Trump is threatening to shut down the border, which I'm not even sure what that means. I mean, like what? Like like prevent anybody from crossing? I yeah, mean, yeah, that takes care of trade. That 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 right. That'll, and that'll, yes, and it yes, that's what the, um, closing that's closing the, the border. I which, can he even legally do that? Um. Probably, Probably through, through emergency uh, powers. You think? Yeah, emergency powers of national security. But um, what is the national security emergency? Oh, people, you know, brown people. Uh, drugs. Right. Yeah. Criminals. Uh, system is failing. Children are dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you don't um, want them to cross over into our. One thing that custody, that right? will affect is about five million American jobs that depend on on border crossings. Uh-huh. Uh, there would be people that would be trapped on on one side or the other because they live on one side and go to school or Unless work on the fly. other. Uh huh. If you can fly, you can get over. Well, right? uh, presumably closing close, the border would mean closing access from. Yeah, it's not just the physical. It's 
closing. People can't come in from Mexico. I mean, maybe yeah. If they, if it's you came in through customs, you went to Canada and went. That was yeah. If they if you went if you flew from like Mexico, that's what they did with Cuba. You could go to Cuba, but you had to go to like um, Netherlands first or something. Sure, and yeah. you weren't still weren't supposed to go, but like if you went that way, they might not notice. But a ton of people in like San Diego um, would be screwed. Uh, El Paso, just all across yep. the, from Texas to California. Some people's properties actually straddle the border. Both, yep. yep. They have um, cows on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And and butterf- there's a butterfly preserve I heard about. So lots How do they of, stop the butterflies from crossing? The, the butterflies, they wouldn't. Oh, but, okay. But uh, the guy's concerned because... They just uh, throw lots of bread. Yeah. <laughs> they get stuck. Uh, only if it lands the wrong side up. Thank you. So... Um, <laughs> So honestly, personally, and the government shut down. Right, right. Which is part of how, uh, like, have you heard, like, in, for example, the emoluments clause uh, uh, lawsuit from the state of Maryland and Washington D.C. Uh, Trump's lawyers are now saying, like, well, you know, we can't file this brief that we're required to file with the Fourth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals because, well, the government shut down, so our lawyers aren't working. But the government, I mean, the court systems are still functional. Sure, but the Justice Department isn't. I guess is the argument. Like we had to, uh, we had yeah. to firm. I don't know, but they're yeah. argue, they're arguing in in just about every case of the federal government's involved in that. Like, well, we need a temporary, we need to stay until the government reopens because none of our lawyers are working, which is amazing. So, Ugh. but um, uh, so one of the things you know we do on civil politics is you know we do try to talk about the news. We also try to talk about like the principles and and whatnot. So. No uh, rules in a knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are no rules in a knife fight, and and sometimes politics is a knife fight. But let's since we started talking about the border, just I don't know, spitballing. Um, if I were in charge, I would basically do pretty much the opposite of the Trump administration's position. I would, you know, tear down a lot of these border fences. I would radically downsize Open borders. Pretty much. I, I mean, open borders in the sense of like, you know, you can cross, and if you're coming in here looking for work, okay. If you're coming in here looking for asylum, okay. You got to fill out the paperwork. Uh, you know, like like get rid of this whole like undocumented or illegal thing. Like, yeah, if you want to come in looking for work, I mean, maybe you won't get hired. You know, we can't guarantee you that, but we're not gonna say that you're not allowed to be here, and just make it easier. You know, and to some extent, and I may be blowing up my liberal credentials here. <laughs> I'm watching. Are the phones lighting up? <laughs> I probably should. Too um, bad we don't take calls but, on the air. <laughs> Learn that lesson. But um, <laughs> um, uh, let uh, let the free market work. You know, I mean, we're supposed to have like an open market for jobs. So let people come in and apply for jobs and hire people. And, you know, and, and, and you know, like it's harder to undercut you know, hire people under the table and undercut the minimum wage if, you know, anybody who comes in can say, like, no, I'm here, you know, I'm here with government permission, and no, I'm not a citizen, but still, I, I can apply for this job, and here I am, and, you know, and, and they, they have to fill out all the paperwork, and yeah, sorry, uh, uh, we still require uh, contributions to uh, Social Security and Medicare. 
you don't benefit from those as much because you're not a citizen, but, you know, that's still how it works. Sorry. You know. Do you make people get contractor's licenses and doctor's licenses and all that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like, you know, if an attorney comes up from Mexico and wants to practice law in Louisiana, they still have to pass pass the bar. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying get rid of all the professional standards. I'm just saying, you know, instead of, like, like people coming in here looking for opportunity and work and safety aren't the problem. And we are still the richest nation in the entire history of the human species going back, you know, over a million years. Like, we've got more and got it better than anybody else ever has. And if, you know, we don't fix global warming and other climate change problems, ever will. It will be moot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, not, yeah. Not I, take care of our own citizens first. I don't say we're not taking care of our own citizens. I think we don't take care of our own citizens, but well, that's my no, no, opinion. No. Well, all right, all right. See, that's a that's an interesting thing for a Republican to say, but that's a whole separate issue. I'm saying, like, l- allowing people to sort of move freely because, you know, we are the land of the free, you know, to say, like, hey, yeah, you can come and go. You know, humans have that right. You know, there's no reason to say you can't come in. No background check of any kind. Uh, we can find you can do background checks. Okay. You know, if that's something you're worried about, we can do that. I do kind of like background checks. All right, fine. So we can do background checks, but... Um, not that they work, but... Oh, well, then what's the point? <laughs> well, the the few you catch is worth it, I guess. <laughs> All right. But I mean, you know, so we can do background checks, but I, I you know, I'm not really worried about, uh, uh, yeah, there'll be some gangsters coming in and out, but Murder, I mean, rapists, pedophiles. Oh, we have huge numbers of those here in the U.S., don't we? We do. We do, do, do seem to have a lot of those, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... Especially right here in Florence, we have a huge population of level three sex offenders. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's some sort of um, some sort of a VA program. Okay. Well, so... Which, which invites them to uh, live near our schools, and yeah, it's perfect. Oh. I'm being the Republican just for a half second. I was going to say, don't you live in Florence? I do. So uh, how do you know about this VA program? Because uh, you can go <laughs> online and look up the level three sex offenders. And, oh, 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 you were saying, yes, female vet. No, I was never in the service. So. Are we going to go into the whole um, where do these people live thing? If you want to. That could be another show because yeah. that's We'll save that for another show. Thing. That's certainly a big issue, and I I don't know anything about it, so... You know, we should You'd definitely have to talk do some about homework. Yeah, do some well, background. I don't. I, I I'm too lazy to do homework, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to take the excuse of I don't know what I'm talking about, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it right now. But but later, know, when does that stop us, really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, I think we should right. give them all ponies. <laughs> oh, Wait. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And you're listening to Mike Dow being stupid on Valley Free Radio's <laughs> Civil Politics. Thank you for joining us. And for once, I agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. And I'm the Republican. But I think there is a problem with just wide open borders. I do. And I, I you know, I haven't and what is thought that about problem? What is that problem? Yeah. Because uh, you've said that before. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I'm not saying... That uh, there, is, there aren't problems that I'm not really thinking about, that I'm being too pie-in-the-sky idealistic yeah. and too much Mr. Goody-Goody. Most, tell me what they are. Most Democrats will not say they're for totally open borders. They're just saying that we don't need to build a wall. I, I Well, not only do we not need to build a wall, uh, as, as General Patton famously once said, you know, fixed fortifications are monuments to human stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> if they can overcome oceans and mountain ranges, they can overcome anything <laughs> built by humans. So, um, but, uh, 
you know, like it's like, and and you know, I think there's a difference between like an open border and a you know, we're not even going to bother checking the border. Like, oh, so you would check people that came yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Joe. You need a work permit? Okay. You, you know, know or basically permit. allow people to like sign up and get work permits. Make it a very low bar. Just basically, like you sign up, you fill out the forms. You know, give us twenty bucks. Do you take their fingerprints? I don't know. Do you, do, you, do you think that's necessary? Why? I would. Why is it necessary? I it's would. also useless. Oh well, there's that. Fingerprinting is is a uh, a uh, uh, crap science. It does it. It really is useless. It's a waste of time. Didn't Sherlock Holmes invent it? No, no. It was a it was a guy <laughs> it in was like in the Britain. 1800s. Yeah, it was I want to say Bertillon. He said, uh, "Yeah, I I think he said, oh yeah, they're they're different." And then he then later, then basically, two people can't have the same fingerprint. It's not, but they only check certain points when they're actually doing it yeah, digitally. It, when you do it in with analog, it's actually they are different. But when they, you do digital points, they, no, they, it's like face recognition. It's digital. It's an algorithm. So no, go ahead, John. Sorry, no, they're. It's really, it's really not a good way of identifying people. There, there are too many. There are too many points that can be similar. It's, it's a, it is, kind of a waste of time. <laughs> there's, it can. Yeah, there's 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 too much similarities between certain people, people that aren't even related. Uh, so, Le- the, the legal precedent is still like you know fingerprinting is an accepted form of identification, but um, it's like a lie detector. Well, there were some that, that worked too. There yeah, were some but really much more okay, than a lie, but there are some really interesting arguments about this uh, that I remember reading back in grad school because you know ultimately it's a, it's 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 a scientific argument. You know, like how different are fingerprints and so forth. And the uh, practices of the fingerprinting community that people are supposed to interpret them tend to, uh, uh, what they tend to do is say like... Uh, Shortcuts. N- no. No, what they tend to do is if they don't feel confident about identification, they tend to say like, oh, we can't identify with confidence. So uh, it's interesting that the the practices of, of the fingerprinting community tend to be very... Um, uh, conservative. conservative. Oh, good thing. Always in, good in, thing. Conservative. In part because they don't want to undercut the whole idea of its validity in in court of law. Uh, genre is not wrong. Uh, I, I I know that uh, you know it's certainly been found that fingerprints can be identical. Um, though uh, I don't think what's been found yet is that anybody's like you know the five fingerprints on my right hand are identical to all five of the fingerprints on your right hand or anybody else's. Like my index finger may be the same as yours, but my middle finger may be different kind of thing. And so um, I think there are contexts in which it could still arguably be quite useful. Like we have a full set of your fingerprints and we- More data points is better. Right, exactly. And I think there may be a point at which it is indeed determinable that like, no, those are Michael Dow's fingerprints and not Steve Jones's. But- because that's where he put the nail through his finger when he was ten, and there's the well, scar. Well, there's, there's that too. Yeah. Well, so, that's different from fingerprinting. That's 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 a scar or or something very unique. On the on well, the, fi- finger, I mean, fingerprints are highly complex and distinctive. So if you have a if you had a full set of my fingerprints, and then you know you're like, hey, who picked up this glass of wine? You know, not that I drink, but you know this 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 glass of water here. You know, they lift the fingerprints from that. Mike, there's lipstick on it. So and they get. I might use lipstick. You don't know. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm blonde. Uh, <laughs> and they, they, you know, they, they lift like a, like a good match and they get a full set of the fingerprints. You know, I, like that seems like a, a very 
you know, a much more convincing set of, you know, identifying of like, we've matched these fingerprints to like, well, we found a partial print, you know, on the door jam. And it looks like his thumb. It might be (laughs) Michael's thumb. You know, I mean, that's just, that's a different thing. Or it might be the toe from... From somebody else. Uh, yes. From a punkid. <laughs> <laughs> so all of which is to say that I, I, I think John was right. And uh, I, 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 somewhere in a box in my basement, I've got some interesting articles that are old now, you know, 15, 20 years old, but nevertheless about uh, the sort of scientific and history of science, you know, scientific philosophy and all those other stuff. Forensic science. Yeah, Forensic science and, and how that works. Um, yeah, because one of the guys I was in grad school with... Uh, uh, he used to be a New York City police detective, and so like he was. Oh, and we trust in... them. Well, I'm not. You want to? You, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to stick up for the NYPD. Oh, okay. I am just going to say he was very interested in the science of you know that That's gets a good thing, used yeah. in criminology, and he had this very interestingly different view of you know scientific discussion because. You know, he's used to everybody lying all the time. So he's like, how do we know these guys aren't all lying? And I'm like, but she, well, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, like, it's clear that, like. And our Justice Department isn't following consent decrees right now, right. given what Jeff Sessions did as he left office. Right. Well, yeah. it's clear that you can lie in science. It's just, you know, it's hard to get away with. And, uh, you know, as more people do research on the subject, it gets, you know, you're more and more likely to get caught. But, you know, if you don't care about the. If you only care about the short and medium term, you can get away with a Look lot at all those money. cases in Massachusetts thrown out for the two different folks in the forensic labs that, that yeah. totally mm-hmm. uh, fabricated everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or certainly were, were, were biased and, and problematic, mm-hmm. even, yeah. if, even when they weren't lying, you know. Well, they took the drugs. A lot of to There's one that of them, too. yeah, yeah the two women weren't there. Two different uh, women. Two, two different women. One of them was was fabricating results. Was out it Eastern Amherst? Way. And the woman in Amherst was taking the drugs, and I, I totally yeah. blanked on her name. Do, do, Dobra, Dobrski. I can't think of it. But anyway, yeah. We've mentioned it on the show before. Apparently, actually, uh, uh, she's. Uh, uh, we have a mutual acquaintance who, who knows her. But we can talk about that off there. Um, but anyway, you know, like, I don't think the argument was that she wasn't certifying that the drugs were genuine. After all, she's getting high on them. Well, she, the ones she put were. back in the bottle were not real. Right. So, yeah. so anybody that retested her work was like. It's still a violation of the chain of custody which is important you know in fact that's one of the most important things is the chain of custody right so you know the lab chemist was uh sonia farak sonia farak here in in western Uh, i think you i think she was in jamaica plain oh Oh, she was the boss one was the dobra somebody uh dukin dukin annie dukin yeah Yeah, she Mm -hmm. was out here yeah the sonia farak out you notice they only caught the women they didn't catch any of the men well maybe that's because the men were smarter Less, I don't know, the something of all the forensic chemists that work for the crime lab. How many do you think are female and how many are male? I have no idea. Yeah, very interesting. We'll leave it at that because I don't have any factoids. But it's... right, no. I mean, for all for all I know, it's one of those fields where like all the lab technicians are women. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, because that happens. It might just be that, like, that's one of those things where, like, you know, you go into these labs and everybody's a woman. So, like, why do they only catch women? Also, it could have just been that person. Yeah, it's it, it, there. I mean, we, we don't have my, any. We don't have any facts about the. For about my other data point, look at who was prosecuted in the Abu Ghraib. Uh, female general. That is a very different. I'm just issue. saying they always find somebody else to blame. That's I, my opinion. Well, I not that these women weren't to blame, but I'm just saying that I, it, the women go to jail for longer, longer sentences, and they're more exposed. Often, 
with men, it's swept under the rug. So I want to argue with you because, you know, yeah. you're the Republican and I'm the liberal. But, but I'm the feminist, so. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, yeah, it kind of does work that way, at least some of the time, that it's like, you know, it's like, well, we've got to blame somebody. And, well, let's see, we've got this white guy over here and a woman over here. We're so. going to move him out of the role, give her the job, right. and then the, and then and it's going to break all the evidence. Yeah. 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 But regardless, <laughs> I... I uh, Sorry for my bias, well, listeners. Yeah, yes, and we are coming up on the break, but I just want to say, remember, uh, as someone who knows more about math and statistics than I do, about the uh, pitfalls of using a small sample size. A data point of one is more than zero. True, but it's certainly not <laughs> enough to draw a line. And Stacy's going to go wild because we have this fight usually at dinner about the data points. And Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've done this one before. I, shall we not bore people? Uh, I, think, I think not. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so so uh, we're coming up on the on the break in a couple of minutes. But in a nutshell, what is an like? Why should we not have an open border? Circling back to what was at least kind of our topic tonight. Oh, it's just so obvious. <laughs> then then explain it to me like I'm five. Oh boy, because it's not obvious to me. It's not obvious to you. Because also in part like. I don't know what you mean by open border. I mean, like, open well, border. Well, you were the one who said they should just be hold able on, to come across. Hold on. <laughs> Sue? Yeah? What does open border mean? <laughs> Why is it bad? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it's nice. it's Michael's question, so he has to answer it. No. He no, said, I, why is it open border? I want border? you to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, an open border is something that just would never exist, so. <laughs> All right, then. So, so there's always going to be. So why is it bad? Why is it bad? Why is, why is it bad? Well, in the United States, we dropped the border to the tolls. Well, we still have tolls, but we were supposed to drop all the tolls between the 13 colonies because each state was exacting its own tariffs, and it was making for really miserable. We couldn't really get right. along with all the states, and it was in everybody's business interest to be in the same. And we chucked that out with the interstate, yeah. with the uh, Articles of Confederation. So. Right. Yeah. right. So, um, you know, Brexit's struggling because of the Irish, the Northern Irish border right that's that's a huge problem problem yep. for them mm -hmm. as they try to define how that's going to work and yep. be consistent with the eu in here okay and i think they're different countries with different standards different um uh environmental standards work condition standards and i think whenever you have that kind of disparity i think you need to i think you need to put in some sort of a speed bump okay just left him is now he's watching shira <laughs> 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 okay, so I think uh, we're going to let our listeners go off and watch uh, the new She-Ra. Is it on Netflix? All right, on Netflix uh, and some other stuff. Uh, we're but gonna... there's a lo much longer discussion about this, and we can come back to that. Give me, I, I give we... me a few minutes to gather my right. wits. Well, we will come back to that. Um, if they're gatherable. Yes, we will come back to that uh, after we take a short break. Here, this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, make the FCC happy, and then we'll be right back. Don't go away. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming, every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the Valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today, and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old, indie pop, psych pop, 
post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. My name is Amanda Messer. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a student from Turner's Falls High School. Billboard bodies. Does anybody really look like that? Someone could be flipping through a magazine, looking at that pretty girl or that buffed-out guy, then go gag themselves. We need to love our looks for what they are, other than what people say they need to be. People can have beauty no matter what they look like. Beauty only comes from the, from the heart, soul, and mind. Most magazines emphasize the outside when it's the inside that really matters. And change in society would be most ideal for everyone. Football is a sport that unites fans, players, and coaches alike in a spirit of competition and camaraderie. Football season has come to our area, and while you're watching a game with friends or sharing in the excitement with family, be sure to celebrate responsibly. Never pick up the keys and drive if you've had too much to drink. And if you're 21, drinking alcohol is against the law. Remember, alcohol is different. Let's all work together to keep our roads and communities safe and have a winning season. This message is brought to you by your local beer distributors and this station. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest addition to the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the piñata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS on WXOJ. Have you always loved to read but find it hard to do these days? Forbes Library offers a variety of alternatives to keep you reading long into the night. A large selection of large print books, audiobooks, and easy-to-use e-books and e-audiobooks are available to borrow. You will find bestsellers, classics, and nonfiction offerings. Forbes Library is now affiliated with the National Library Service to provide audiobooks, magazines, and even the daily news for people with vision loss, difficulty holding traditional book or newspaper formats, and for people with certain learning disabilities. Our staff is happy to help you find just the book in just the right format. Call 413-587-1013 to find out more. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still with John Roberts. <clears throat> and Sue Timberlake is still uh, is trying to try and school me now on uh, open <laughs> borders. Um, and I, There is no schooling you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, many I'm, have tried. Many have failed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Blonde. Um, well, but part of it, part of it is like so. We 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 off air. We just talked a bit about like what we mean by terms. And by open borders, you're referring to like say the border between Massachusetts and Connecticut. It's like, I'm assuming that's what you meant. You can just drive across. And I'm like, okay, that is indeed an open border. I hadn't even thought of it that way, but yes, that's an open border. That's not what I'm talking about. Like like the United States and Mexico are still distinct countries, just like so is Canada. So like yes, having to actually stop at some kind of checkpoint. And, you know, maybe fill out a form. Make sure there aren't dead bodies in your... Right, exactly. Sex make sure, trafficking. Make sure you're drugs. not smuggling plutonium around or whatever. Like, sure. Okay, so you, you, you're you granting a gate. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I don't have a problem. Sounds like Trump. He says a great big wall with a great beautiful door in it, right? <laughs> I, uh, I, so what what constitutes so the it, door? I think that's what we're fighting about. Yes, I guess it is. I guess it is. So to to me, I think it should be pretty much like you know, uh, like a like a simple you know wicket gate. You know, there's a guy. Hey, stop. You know, fill out the paperwork. Huh? Looks like you're not smuggling anything. In you go. You know, like like keep it minimal. Don't. Uh, uh, try and impose quotas and stuff like that. Make it easy for people to come and go. Like we are the land of the free. Let the free so come folks, in, and then you know, like as people come here looking for opportunity. If it doesn't work out, they go home. That was the long time pattern. You know, people would come here for a while, they'd work, and then they'd go home. Well, you know, like like people stay longer when they can't easily leave, and then you know, come back if they want to. Because it was too dangerous. So it has the contradictory problem of, of making people come and stay as opposed to coming and going. So did we answer your question, John, about what open border? Does that work, like, between Massachusetts and Connecticut? Now he's watching the finale of, of Ultron. <laughs> he's right. gone. Sorry. Completely gone. Kids, they don't have much of an attention span. So, all right, so so fine. But why is why is what I'm proposing bad? Well, tell me what you're proposing again. I'm proposing minimal checkpoints to, like, make sure we're complying with, you know, environmental regulations and whatnot, you know, and get people to fill out the forms and identify themselves. And if you feel the need, we can do some background checks. But, I mean, just basically allow the free movement of people, like not make it a, a big, hairy deal and force people to be detained in camps and, you know, uh, uh yeah, not be afraid of. So, foreigners. what do you do what, how, if somebody fails this this check, whatever it is that well, then, we both agreed to? What happens to them? Well, they're told they can't come in, and if they try to come in anyways, then you then I can see arresting them. It's like we have denied your entry on the basis of this, you know. But a lot so of so you arrest them and hold them at the border, or do you get them to be held on the well, other side you, of the you, border? You say you can't come across, and if you're then caught in U.S. territory, you can be arrested and deported. But, I mean, as it is, you know, someone wanders across from Mexico without a visa or whatever. Uh, Sometimes it takes them a while to figure out if they have they can be know, thrown outstanding out. warrants and right. stuff against okay. them. But I, so I'm do just, you give them a little time to for the for the well, lot I'm, to do that? Or do you just sure. say, go, go? Sure. Well, also, remember, if we're a lot less concerned about this, there's a lot less people to check. You know, we don't have as much of a database to go through if we're not trying to keep track of, you know, paranoid about every last person who comes across. So do you think Americans, um, this is interesting because I'm very much a private person and believe you have the right to sort of live and die without the government, you know, putting you in a database and right, doing it, all that stuff. But now there's But that's only a right Americans have? You don't think it's a human right? You think it's an American-only right? Well, what I was getting to was do, do you feel that... Um, that that's a fine scenario, or do you like it that there's a social security system and that people know, you know, sort of what you learned in your lifetime, and there's databases with all the information about you? Should we have the same thing on folks that come in, or should we not? Or you said you were going to make them pay into social security and taxes. Well, if they get a job in the U.S., sure. Yeah. Why not? Even though they can't, even though those are insurance policies, they they can't claim the premium. I mean, they can't claim the benefit. They, they have can to, if they become citizens. They just pay the premium. So. I mean, you know, they can if they become citizens. It's like, sorry, you know, like, like I don't think it's crazy to say we have this policy that all of these jobs, that employment f fuels this thing, which is a benefit for citizens and people who pay in. And if you want to claim it, you have to become a citizen. Not everybody wants to. 
and you know it's it's basically it's a it's an employment tax on on foreign workers you know which is you know at some to some extent a disincentive on them coming in here and competing with Americans for jobs especially if they have to be paid the new uh, the new minimum wage as of next $11. week $11 12 Oh, it's up to 12. It's going to 12 January 1st. I didn't even know. Here in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. here in Massachusetts. There are 20 states where the minimum wage is going up um, after, uh, this coming year, uh, after the first, uh, oh. which is pretty interesting. Could yeah. you post an article with the, with the uh, states and the amounts? I was just about to. Well, good for you. So I was going to do one last argument, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> So you must have beaten me into submission once again. <laughs> or confused you. <laughs> Don't confuse me with the facts. <laughs> or, or just baffled you into into board submission. Like, wh- whatever, Mike. I just... Oh, I know. So um, usually people, when they talk about, you know, when you have limited resources and what do you do with people who want your stuff and Oh, all yeah, that. no, that's obviously that is a real problem. That is a real yeah. issue that we shouldn't ignore. So the the case people usually give is you're in a you're on a ship it sinks you're in a lifeboat uh-huh. the lifeboat is full of twenty people and it's supposed to hold ten uh-huh. and there's three more people in the water <laughs> right well what do you do what yeah. do you do and and the 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 my friends solution are I won't say Republicans is that you trade places with the person in the water so that you leave three people in the water at all times but you yeah. let people in the boat for respite sure. But you That's, know that, that actually is, seems more like the 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 lefty solution. The Republican <laughs> response is like, well, cut those people adrift because you know there's not enough resources. Well, you, I would have thought you would have characterized it that we Republicans would throw the other ten out of the boat because it wasn't going to last long enough, and we'd have to figure out which ten were going. Right. So. Which I mean, yeah. but is, you do have to. The lifeboat you, scenario is a situation where it's an extremis. So the so the last point of my argument is that that lifeboat is really a way that you've chosen to allocate resources. And I think if you're an adult, you have to you have to figure out a way to have enough for people to, I, to survive. I in no way disagree with that. However, um, I think that you're moving right to an extremist, you know, a desperation scenario when the truth is that we have vast wealth, which is being hoarded by a small corrupt elite, and it needs to be Highest stripped away from them. Highest infant mortality think, rate in the world. I think that we. I think the the major point here. Uh, yeah. I think uh, just dovetailing off of Sue's uh, argument is that we should all watch Titanic again and see uh, how how Jack could fit on that door with Rose. Okay, so. We're trying to have fact-based discussion here, <laughs> and I think it's an important fact to recognize that the issue isn't the surface area of the door, it's the buoyancy. No, no, no. It's trading back and forth or something. It, it it doesn't matter, because what do you guys think is going to come up in the next year? Well, uh, not the Titanic. <laughs> the government shutdown? Not enough? Well, the oh, government is shut down, going. and I, I... The stock market do you think dropping? I... I on the one hand, President Trump is not a person of resolution or courage, so I'm I, I'm waiting for him to cave on this. But on the other hand, if he doesn't feel like he can, and if he feels like he's benefiting from the chaos, then I think he might keep this up. Uh, he especially did, if it shuts down. What is it? You said the Justice Department. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he t- he tweeted that like the people who are being affected by this the most are Democrats and. You know, he seems to be okay with hurting his political enemies. So. Oh, I thought was it wasn't it you who was saying something about the the um, the, the the Mueller team? They can't file these 
he his folks they have to get a stay because no no not the not the Mueller team. Uh, uh, it was in the emoluments clause. Uh, as I was listening to a court it, case, they, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was listening to hearing a discussion of that particular court case. But yeah. I mean, just in general, there are a number of instances where um, this the the U.S. government is is saying like, well, the government shut down, so you know we have to uh, see you on Tuesday. We have to postpone <laughs> because we aren't working right now, and we'll see how well the courts accept that. Um, you know, as a general argument, in the particular case of uh, of an argument where, like, you know, oh, well, I guess we'll just have to indefinitely delay this case where the president is being sued, you know, like— Over the monuments. Right, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the court is like, no, 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 no. You don't get to shut down the government in a temper tantrum and then say, well, my hands are tied. The government shut down, and who knows why it happened, but, well, it's it's force majeure. It's like, no. <laughs> It's you doing something. I've seen a union make that argument before, <laughs> but we're, we're oh my god, are you saying that unions are occasionally corrupt? <laughs> I, I'd never have guessed. <laughs> Just um, uh, to source the um the the ju- the court um being affected by the shutdown. Um, yes, it's a federal judge on Thursday denied a request by special counsel Robert Mueller Mueller to delay a hearing in a lawsuit filed by conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi, who is linked to Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone and accuses Mueller of unfairly targeting him. So the government attorneys have argued that they are hampered by the gut by the shutdown and need to wait but the judge says no no oh so that's a different one than the one that you were talking about which was the reverse there are a number of these Uh, this is the one that i I know of yeah very interesting so you know never let a good shutdown go to waste never never waste a crisis (laughs) yeah so well all right so we've got a few minutes before uh and it's only 25 percent of the government that shut down they they protected social security the military Right. Last year, they actually voted the budgets of all these things on yeah. purpose over a year's length. Right. You, you mentioned that yeah. spe- spe- specifically to avoid a lot of the contentiousness of a, sh- of a total shutdown here. But it's still like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are being are having all kinds of problems created. Yes. So. But it's sort of a weird thing. It's almost like the safety net to protect Congress so everybody doesn't think they're evil. <laughs> It's like, you know, they made it so that it would it would reflect over here, but not. Yeah. I'm wondering if. Very, very cagey. I'm wondering uh, over the next year how the activities of the House versus the Senate are going to change people's perspectives, not not only on Congress as sort of a collective unit, but are people are going to be like, well, I like the House more than the Senate now or vice versa because of what they're doing. Um, Because the Senate, uh, the House is going to be holding a lot of hearings on uh, various Trump shenanigans. You're going to feel like it's sterile ISIS all over again, <laughs> only po- focus in a different direction. I don't know that that's... ISA, not ISIS. Daryl ISA, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Issa. that was a I don't, Freudian slip. <laughs> right. I don't know that that's true for the simple reason that um, I don't think it was illegitimate to hold hearings into Benghazi. It was perfectly legitimate. Like, here's a, a thing, a U.S. ambassador is killed. But it was all these different topics all the time. Every... Well... The problem wasn't like, oh, no, you can't hold hearings into Benghazi. It was like, okay, you've already held a number of hearings and you've already got reports already from like the House Intelligence Committee, 
which is controlled by Republicans. And they've said, no, well, we looked into it and yeah, it sucked, but you know, nobody did anything criminal. It was just one of those things well, where- Well, every congressman you know, wanted a bite of that apple. So. Right. Well, but the Republicans as- and uh, senator, sorry. As the, um, what's his name? The, uh, was it Kevin McCarthy from California? Yeah. Right. The one who said like- Helped write um, House of Cards. Right, but he also talked about how the whole point of the Advisor hearing. Advisor on House of Cards. He also talked about how the whole point of the hearing was to politically kneecap Hillary Clinton. <gasps> he slipped and told the truth for a minute. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, like I don't want to see the Democrats pull that kind of crap either. No, nobody does. I, plenty of people apparently do, but I don't. You know what? My last year, when we talked about this last year, what I said, you might not remember, but I happen to remember. What I hoped happened in the coming year, 2018, a return to regular order. Well, I don't know how well, we got that. <laughs> yeah. But we, we, we might get that next year. Who knows? Nancy Pelosi probably can run, a, run, a, run things better than Paul Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I thought it was gonna. It was gonna. It, it's it was been your a hope. Knife. It that was, was adorable. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it, it, it was certainly a thing you said you wanted. I don't remember <laughs> if you actually predicted it would happen. No, you said what would your hopes be for the, which we're gonna sort of say now Just too. Precious. Right? Yeah. Just precious. It's still my hope for the upcoming year. Because without regular order, none of the none of the things get worked out. None of the committees work. None of the processes. There's not going to be regular order as if what if a full branch of the government is in chaos. Well, uh, it's going to be hard for the House and Senate to work things out because they're going to have very different, not only policy priorities but also you know tactical, political infighting, you know. You that's know, that's the thing. If you well. if you have a full branch of the government that is in chaos because it is in chaos right now. There are people yes. leaving. There are people that need to be coming in. That so that because of the way that everything is set up, that will infect the other two branches. Just like if the White House is stable and Congress is in chaos, like it was during the last administration, the White House got all screwed up. Because Congress was was chaos. Wasn't, wasn't doing anything. The only the only they have passed a few laws actually this year. It's sort oh, of yeah. interesting. Some of the the criminal justice thing just just went yep. through. There's yep. a couple of things that went through by part very quietly, sort of behind the scenes a little and, bit. And kudos to to uh, uh, Alaskan Senator uh, Lisa Murkowski because one of the uh, uh, laws that didn't get passed because of uh, one particular Republican legislator from Pennsylvania. Uh, his obstruction. There was a um, a law to allocate uh, new funding because the, uh, there's been a real uh, 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 an under discussed uh, crisis of uh, disappearances and, and murders of uh, Native American women in this country. And it's been going on for years, and the right. law just expired that protected them. Well, the Violence Against Women Act. But, I mean, this is specifically to allocate more federal resources to specifically study this and look into it and, and hopefully But that law hopefully protected it. them and, and, and expired Heidi, Heidi seven Heidkamp, days ago. Well, VAWA is a different thing. This is a new law sponsored by Heidi Heitkamp uh, from North Dakota. Uh, and she just lost her reelection bid, and the, the like, Murkowski picked it up because of the Native Americans in Alaska, right? And yeah. she said, "I'm going to pick up this this thing, and we're going to push for it in the new Congress. I'm going to yeah. put lead the push." Uh, yeah, and the Republican who decided to sandbag the whole thing um, because Blue Lives Matter or some such nonsense, um, you know, he's he's not coming back. The voters in Pennsylvania, oh, they got rid of him, turfed him out. Yeah, so elections have consequences. So I guess one of the I, I guess a prediction slash hope 
is that uh, under the heading of elections having consequences, um, we're going to see a lot more openness and honesty or disclosure anyways, if not honesty, of, um, you know, what's going on in the government, uh, analysis of its policies, uh, and also information coming out about uh, uh, the shenanigans in the 2016 election. And Yeah, and they're not going to seat that North Carolina um, rep. I just saw that this morning. They're not going to. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. the House is not going to seat him or her. Him? Him. Him. And they may even force primaries. Yeah. I I, yeah. I mean, ultimately. The House has said they're I mean, not going to seat them. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, ultimately, the House does over, uh, have final say. But, you know, the state's supposed to handle the election. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Republicans and Democrats can agree on, you know, starting again from scratch in this case. Cause Unbelievable. This is like the first. As far as I know, do you. Do you, maybe you've heard of I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Where they actually had to redo the election, maybe even well, the not primary. Well, I think they might have to redo the primaries because yeah. it seems like this guy cheated in the primaries, too. Yeah. yeah. So, so his primary opponent might have a shot who yeah. lost, the one who lost. Exactly, who was the incumbent, yeah, See, as I, we mentioned last week. That's yeah. very hopeful. I find that they actually, there's going to be, it's almost like, yeah, well, you, you always torment me when I say this, but you have to shoot a hostage to let them know you're serious. Once in a while, you have to overturn an election to show that you're not going to accept this kind of behavior. So I think it's a good thing. I, I, I'm glad to know that there's a line which the Republican Party actually is unwilling to cross. Because <laughs> there haven't been many. Show me a line. I'll cross it. <laughs> and by the way, I just want to say, uh, being totally partisan, nee, 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 um, uh, Oh, are you a Democrat? <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, the uh, state of Pennsylvania, uh, not Pennsylvania, the state of New Jersey, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, the state legislature was trying to gerrymander the uh, legislative, dis- the state level legislative districts in this in, in New Jersey, and that uh, effort has been abandoned in large part because of massive opposition from uh, the Democratic Party uh, and and Democratic activists across the nation. It's it basically. It's and like, New Jersey is a very democratic state. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was it was it was going to be a partisan gerrymander in favor of the Democrats, and uh, it was it was so widely reviled on the left that it that that it was it's been abandoned. Oh, good. Yes. Which, Once in a while, the good guys win. <laughs> yes, and and I just want to say, like, this is an example of uh, uh, my side of the equation, my side of the of the political divide, having some integrity and sticking to principles. And your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see you guys try that. Uh, you know, as you guys leave power in uh, Wisconsin, Maryland, and Michigan. That'd be great. Well, we Republicans had a good run. I just heard something the other and day. You're not, and they're not willing to give it up. Which I don't want to forget, and that is that New York State has a, has a voting system that I had not heard about this before today, where if you wrote in a Republican on the Democratic primary ticket, it's I forget what it's called, a special kind of voting, it actually counts. Whereas For the race. So remember we were talking before about ballots in the primaries, that it actually counts. And it's New York State. It's a very old law in the books, and they were talking about it today. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. I I didn't know about it. So if I write in a Republican candidate on my Democratic primary ballot, it counts in the Republican primary. It counts in the Republican primary. And I find that very interesting because we would have had some very different races in Massachusetts if people could have written in in the primary 
who they actually wanted, which might have been somebody in the other party. Well, different states handled their elections in different ways, and, yeah. and the primaries And New are, York was so corrupt that, you know, at one time— New, New York may well need to still revisit their election laws. We, we're going to wrap up shortly, but, like, did you have any—like, did you have a prediction, like Return a quick one? to regular order. That's what you want. <laughs> Jomer, you got anything to sort of— I wanted to just drop this, uh, my my opinion on this, right. before, we, before well, we go. Well, I'm— you're going to have the last word because we do have to wrap up. Right. So, uh, so this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be wrapping up in a minute. Genre, finish out the year for us here. I uh, cannot wait, one, for the Mueller report to come out. Oh, God, So that's yes. just I'll done. I'll second that. One, just, one yep. so it's just done. And two, so we can find out what it is. Two, it's gonna uh, be good I can't reading. wait for all of the dem- – I'm going to steal this from the political commentator from The Root. Uh-huh. All of the, I can't wait for all of the – the possible Democratic contenders for the White House to be chewed up in the in the press and to be completely vetted, so even before they they announce. Okay, I want everybody to be you like, want oh, a real race. You want to? Yeah. You want to have? I I yeah. want I I want all the, all the fifty people that are going to be running to get to get put through the ringer. Kamala Before. Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Everyone. Cory Booker, Liz Everyone. Warren, everybody. Everyone. Let the best person win. Exactly. I, I, I want. I I'm want in favor for that. that. I'm I in want favor of that everybody too. to get chewed up in the press. I want everybody to get full scrutiny, completely vetted, and everything, uh, so they can, so so we can actually make an actual decision instead of just anointing someone. I think that's a great idea. And I agree. All right. Well, hey, chew up the Democrats in the primary. Good, good idea. <laughs> no, but I really believe. All kidding aside, I I believe in what you just said. I think it's really important to democracy with a small D. I agree, and 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 democracy with a big D too. I I <laughs> I, I like having the best, most honorable candidate. That'd be a nice change of pace. So uh, we do have to wrap up. Uh, so that's it for civil politics for uh, 2018, I guess. Join us in the new year when we'll be back with more. Uh, But right now, coming up next, we've got Subculture, followed by Table of Contents, and then OK Asia at Midnight. Uh, So a great lineup of music uh, to take you into the small hours even. There's uh, Drum and Bass with DJ Fife and Dark Wave after that if you haven't slum yet. Uh, A podcast of this show is going to be in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc. Usually we get those uploaded on Sunday. And we do also have an encore presentation coming up uh, Monday afternoons at 4 here on uh, Valley Free Radio if you want to listen to us again. Please do. And I guess that's it. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy I, New Year. Yeah. From all of us here at Civil Politics, we hope the, the coming year is, well, our best yet. Better. <laughs> That'd be great. For sure. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening.